Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one, let's go. Oh, fuck. Let's jam. Oh, so you didn't say the wrong thing on purpose. Welcome to yet another week of everyone's whatever Cowboy Bebop podcast. This is the Brokeback Bebop. I'm glad you've joined us. I'm glad you're here for another week to talk about this show as we're dwindling down to the last few episodes of the original run of the series. How does that feel that we've done it all already almost? You know, the the Bebop's been rode hard and it Mm. certainly will be being put away very, very wet. Mm-hmm. But it's been a pleasant ride nonetheless. And and we're only about halfway through our journey in the scope of versions of the show we're talking about. So, you know, really, we're, we're just going to make a stop at everyone's favorite galactic gas station, fill up or at least put the $23 we have between us in the gas tank mm-hmm. and uh, sputter on through the endless expanse of the universe. That is true. That very well said, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but we are getting near the end of the original series and at least this point of the series as i've been saying it just feels like it's just chugging on into the expanse it doesn't feel at all like the brakes are starting to be be pressed down onto yet does it it feels like it's just chugging well this along. fuck train has no brakes zach well this you should fuck know train, that absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> So how are you? What's going on? What's new? I'm good. Just been working and mm-hmm. I have a, a show I want to talk about on this okay. program, Zach. Actually, sure. before that, fun Cowboy Bebop thing. So uh, this mm-hmm. is, this is going to really speak to a specific niche market of the niche market that is listening to this. That's what we do here. <laughs> you ever heard of DCI, Zach? Drum Corps International? DCI. Oh, like sure. The highest yeah. level is there of an anime band. about it now? I wish. Oh, my God. That'd be great. The finals happen in Indianapolis every year. Uh, I didn't go. But sure. my favorite band who won again this year, the Blue Devils, I was watching their show on YouTube before we started recording, and they did a big section of the intro for Cowboy Bebop. They did, like, the horn That's line and cool. stuff in their championship-winning yeah. show, which was pretty awesome. So I wanted That'd to shout that really out. That'd be a cool marching band song. I could totally see that. Yeah, that was great. How much did you cream? Did it catch you off guard when oh, they started it? Did you cream? Yeah, I made a mess because I'd only seen like little clips of the show, but not uh-huh. that one. So nice. I was very excited. But I want to shout out. I'm watching what is probably the best show I'll watch all year. I'm okay. a little late to the party on it, but have you heard of Arcane? Kind of. Is it on Adult Swim? It's on Netflix. Then it's a Netflix. Maybe I'm confusing show. it with something. I've definitely heard the title, maybe. but I don't know anything about. Yeah. It. Well, I don't play League of Legends, but I guess it's based on League of Legends somehow. I don't play that game, not I in my I roommates with people area. who played League of Legends, like, all day, every day. Yeah, I feel like if you play it, it it's seems all terrible. you 
live your life in, and I don't want to get into that. It seems awful because I know I'll get sucked in. Yeah. But the show, is I fucking just don't have Zach. enough money for the Mountain Dew that that would fuel. Such, yeah, such that you a require. Lifestyle. Yeah, you gotta inject it at some yeah. point. You start sipping it, you start rubbing it around your bum hole, and next thing you know, you're shooting up code red. After a while, you don't feel anything. You're just rubbing it into your gums. <laughs> yeah, you put it on your it up your butthole. I do the do. Yeah, don't have time to drink. I'm playing a game with 13-year-olds from the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, but the show's really cool. Some of the most creative animation I've ever seen. That's cool. The same way Spider-Verse was a revolutionary animation, like in terms mm-hmm. of a movie, and I've heard that the Mitchell Machines has some cool stuff. This really is like movie. that level of animation, but but takes the creativity even higher because there's no, they're not bound by like being in a movie that people need to see. They kind of were very clearly given a lot of artistic freedom with like the animation style, and it's so cool. There was a fight that I like literally teared up, and not because I was super emotional about the fight, but because it was so it. incredible that I That's like was cool. jaw dropped, like rewound it, and immediately watched it again. So so cool, really cool show. And everyone uh, in the, the Burger King really was too. like, "Can you do this somewhere <laughs> yeah, else?" Yeah, they were like, "Can you please order?" <laughs> no, no, no. Let me just watch this. <laughs> You're fight standing again. in line, tearing up over animation. <laughs> like, so, did you want like a frozen Fanta? Yeah, I think it's only like nine episodes. They're like 40 minutes each, but it's really, really, really good. Story's Arcane. exciting. Okay. Yeah, but check it out. It also maybe the intro, like opening song for mm-hmm. it is maybe the only Imagine Dragons song that I think no, I like. No, you lost me. I know. You lost me. I know. Me. But it, it has Jid on it, and I really like Jid. He's a rapper. He's a hip hopper, and he's on the song. But it's it's really cool. I feel like even if Breaking Bad had an Imagine Dragons <laughs> song as the theme song, I wouldn't get past, like, three episodes because I can't listen to that every time. You know, I am, like, the biggest Imagine Dragons hater you'll find, Zach, but that song's pretty pretty catchy. Oh, oh, the misery. No. Everybody wants to be my enemy. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh, man, anything else you want to talk about before we get into, into some cult? And before I, before you let me scratch those grooves in your brain. Oh, you go ahead and start scratching my right. grooves anytime you damn well please, Zach. Today on the 24th episode of Brokeback Bebop, we're here to talk about the 23rd session of Cowboy Bebop. That episode is called Brain Scratch. This episode was uh, storyboarded by Yoshiyuki Takei. Oh, you fucked up. Get a clean read on that, why don't you? It was directed also by Yoshiyuki Takei, and the episode was written by Keiko Nobumoto. <laughs> I always nod my head yes as Zach's pronouncing the names, just to let him know he's doing a good job. I don't care. Yeah, because hey, you're, 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 you're the authority on Japanese pronunciations. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> In Japan, this episode originally aired April 3rd, 1999, and in the U.S. It, on November 12th, 2001. That part's not hard, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about that part. <laughs> Keep going, buddy. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> well, let's all give a round of applause for Zach Thank today, you. everyone. Thanks That's for nice. coming out, showing your I stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We'll call it. you. <laughs> I'll have my people reach out to What, you. is this an interview? Am I interviewing to perhaps get the position on this podcast? Yeah, this is your yeah. 24th interview. <laughs> I've got two trivia questions for you this week. I've got four for you. Okay, well then why don't you go ahead and throw them at me? Not too hard. What channel is 
the cult guy, Londis, originally broadcast. Don't know. I asked a question like this, too, and I paid attention to that one and wrote it down, mm-hmm. but I don't know. The episode starts on channel 95. Oh, it's the very first thing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Why what? don't you go again? Why don't you go? <laughs> what is the doctor? No, go ahead, Zach. Ask your question next. What's the, what's the doctor's bounty? Ooh, that was my s- second question, but cool. uh, 38 million. Nice. Nice. Good job. Why don't you ask your other one? Your last one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what channel is Big Shot on? Ah, that was my is that third why question. Told me to 277. Okay. Uh, I got one more question for you. Great. Uh, how old was the boy controlling Londis? At time of episode, would he have been 16? Ooh, you know what, Zach? I don't know when his birthday is. Was it two years? I was thinking it was It was two years. years. Yeah. But uh, birthday. But because I wrote birthday. down 13 instead of the correct answer, 15, I'll give it to you. Okay. Good job, Zach. Well, I have first well thought, done. obviously, 13. Thank you. Thank you. you mm-hmm. And you as My well. My first thought is also always 13. Thank you. Well, now, boys and girls. Speaking of 13, are you going to watch the Netflix original movie musical, 13 the Musical, based on a hit Broadway musical, 13 the Musical, which launched the careers of one Ariana Grande and Elizabeth Gillies? I didn't know Elizabeth Gillies was in that, too. Yeah. Wow. And I was in a community production of it at age, like, 17, playing a 13-year-old footballer. Nice. It's because I was much bigger than well. all the children that were in the play. <laughs> this guy looks like an athlete. Come here, you big lug. It's because oh, I had like, a solid five sports, years on sports, everybody sports, else. Sports, sports. <laughs> a sporty sports sports. A sporty sports sports. We'll save it for when you watch it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> it takes place. I didn't in know that that Indiana. was going to be a thing. Uh huh. You know, Broadway news right now. What are you up to date on the Scamilton? Saga, oh, a very conservative church. Yeah. Okay, so to catch people up that might not know, we'll talk. Because did I talk about it on the main podcast? I don't last think we. You mentioned it to me mm-hmm. before I had seen anything about it, and mm-hmm. then I started seeing some clips and stuff, and it really. Yeah. There was like, oh, this is that thing Stephen was talking about, and it really piqued my interest. But it was yeah. after they had deleted the the full video of the, oh, of the whole play. So why don't you catch people up to what happened? So a uh, conservative church in Texas that apparently has put on some top-tier productions before, such as a production of just regular Hamilton or something like that, was doing a production of Hamilton where they changed some of the lyrics to be very Christ-centric and talked about being a homosexual, being a sin, and things like that. And they were performing it without permission. And it was well, like yeah, a very it's a high show that's production. on Broadway, so nobody yeah. has permission to perform. Nobody it, has permission, let alone perform it for free <laughs> with major script changes. Yeah, so they got called out on TikTok, and the last thing I saw, you you probably have some more insight than I do about what's actually happening about it, but I saw Limo Miranda posted a screenshot of a tweet that he tweeted that was a quote tweet where he was quote tweeting somebody else's tweet saying that they were served a cease and desist or something, or they like going to court or the lawyers were involved. There's some weird things about it because they got the cease and desist, but they were allowed to perform the show one more time after the cease and desist. Yeah. Which is One weird. last time. <laughs> because of the song. They were like, please, can we do it one last time? He's like, I see what you did there. I wrote that. You can do it. So, like, Piragua. What they were was... allowed to do it, but only if Loma Will Miranda starred as what? Hamilton again. As the Paragua guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so they did it one more time, and what was still on YouTube was like the sermon that the pastor did afterwards, in which he thanked the Hamilton people for understanding and giving them permission to continue their performance. And then lawyers got involved and stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was really silly watching the clips because obviously this yeah. church has a lot of money to practically mm -hmm. recreate the sets and costumes from Hamilton. Yeah, how did they get? <laughs> but they, they've done stuff like this before. They've done crucifixion plays starring Iron Man. They did a crucifixion nice. play starring uh, Simba. I'd watch the shit out of that. Out of them nailing Iron Man to a cross. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to stop them with his like beams out of his hands but yeah, the power of Christ work. compels him to just give it up so it was just fun to see all these clips because they had the money starring to put Pepper it on. Potts as Mary they, Magdalene they did not have the talent the the no. best parts was there's the one part in the Skylar Sisters song where they do the hey you know where they like all like harmonize yeah. <laughs> together and it was three girls who were all in a different key and it was just <laughs> awful it had nothing to do with Jesus or there's the part where Eliza's going and I'm not afraid I know who I, know I married who I it was like but I'm not afraid my faith is in Jesus Jesus if you would just <laughs> accept him in your heart today <laughs> that would be and enough. at the end when Hamilton's about to get shot and he's like what is a legacy it's remembering that Jesus died and for me <laughs> just really bad uh, let's talk about Cowboy uh, Bebop let's do it well before we dive yeah, too far into it Zach uh -huh. it's time for Denver Colorado's favorite segment on the show we're gonna find so. out we're gonna scratch Zach's brain and mm -hmm. determined, uh, d determine, d d determinate, determinate. Shout out to Lemonade Mouth. You ever seen Lemonade Mouth, Zach? I didn't Starring see Lemonade Haley Mouth, but Cuoco. I'm familiar with it. And uh, Bridget Mouth was great. Mendler. Bridget Mendler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of one of the Charlie. awkward red-haired kids that they had. The on one from uh, Zeke and Luther. Sure, didn't watch that one. It was not great. I was but not I a Disney it, XD follower. I you mainly were a Disney, the main channel. Well, Disney XD had Naruto Shippuden on it, so I That's would occasionally true. catch some of the other shows. Pair of Kings? Oh, that was... Did yeah. Mitchell Musso get fired for being like a... He didn't, didn't he get like drunk? I don't think he got fired. Driving. I think he left because he was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm an adult. I was on Hannah Montana. Do you know <laughs> who I am? Yeah, We're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Miley's voice is the scene transitioned. You know the scene would transition and be like, ooh, yeah. But sometimes it'd be happy and be like, yeah, yeah. And other times it'd be like, ooh, like sad. <laughs> That's incredible. Do you remember? I was not Miley, a big Hannah Montana the show your horse fan. back. Ooh, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But Billy Ray! <laughs> Roddy Ray, I believe. His name was something like that on the show. They're all like really close, but not their actual names. Mm. Marley... Marley Cirrus. When are we doing the Hannah Montana rewatch? <laughs> I'll do it. It'll just be a watch for me. I've never really watched the show. <laughs> I'm down. I liked the music. Uh... So that's all the time we've got, everybody, this week. I think we <laughs> really told you everything you needed to know about Brain Scratch. Yeah. I think this is one well, of Well, you're about to tell us everything cowboy. we know about Brain Scratch, Zach, because we're about to find out, did Zach comprehend the episode this week? <laughs> 
Zach, we're going to dive into your psyche. We're going to transfer your consciousness to this podcast, and you're going to bear it all. You're going to lay down on the rock with nothing but your balls out, and you're going to tell us what happened this week. Wait, wait, nothing but my balls out? So, like, every part of me is covered except for the balls, which are out. Well, you're laid bare, but the balls are are the the statement piece. As you see, my calculator is once again open, Zach, which means you've got 20 seconds. It's time to rock and roll. Are you ready? Okay, go. So there's this church in Texas that performed <laughs> Hamilton without the permission of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you made a real genuine face of surprise when I started that. <laughs> I was like, is this for real? Is this is he the timer? Who's going? Am I going? Uh, when I hear Zach say go, I get nervous. It's a yeah. trauma response. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm a child star mom, you know, and I just you have to be ready to <laughs> perform at any time when I when I tell you to and it's true. Triggered by Bigger it. smile, bigger smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, twenty seconds. Are you ready? No. All right, sounds like a plan, Stan. On go, as per the huge. Three, two, one, go. So there's a creepy cult run by a mysterious doctor that tells you we can take your soul out of your body and put it into a machine so you can live forever. Uh, and hundreds of people are, are killing themselves over it, like much like other cults. Jet and Spike uh, go to figure out what's going on here. And meanwhile, Faye has found herself stuck in the cult to get rid of her debt. Uh, the guy ends up being a computer for a 13-year-old Stop. kid. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you got it. <laughs> You know, Zach, because you got the guy ended up being a computer, the 13-year-old kid will be omitted as it normally Even is. Even if it hadn't been, if that was the only information that you got from the episode, I think my beginning started strong. But then at a point I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think clearly the episode was too. I'm really? going to give you, you a so? solid C plus for that one, Zach. Sure. C plus work truly doesn't affect me one way or the other. Well, it will be going on your permanent record. I like the sound of that. Bigger <laughs> smiles, bigger smiles. <laughs> bigger, come high on. kick, high uh, kick, and off you go on stage. Now, Zach, before we dive into the meat and potatoes or yes, the circuits the and wires into this episode, what'd you think of it? It's kind of a double-edged sword because I enjoyed the episode and there's only four episodes left, including this one. So I liked it. I like the weird cult vibes. I like the framing device of the different television channels telling the story. In fact, at the beginning of the episode, I almost thought for a second when I watched it for the first time that that was just going to be the whole episode. Was mm-hmm. we were going to be like told the story through different news outlets that were Which would have been kind of cool. Which would have been kind of cool, but I don't think they could have gotten the culty vibes that they wanted out of that and also i think they could have done a lot more with the culty vibes i did really like this episode but i'm at that point where i'm ready to see some of the big stuff happening as we end the show yeah and i feel like this episode had a lot of cool ideas like Faye being trapped in the cult Mm -hmm. and just didn't have enough time to go into what i thought was most interesting about the story Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. I think that the TV channel stuff is really cool and very different from what this show normally does. I think the episode starts really strong. I think it finishes on a really creepy, cool vibe. There's a lot of mystery that's pulled off pretty well in this episode, too. You don't Mm -hmm. know exactly what's going on. I mean, even when you find out that... Even when you find out what's going on, you still kind of don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? 
I do think that there's a bit of like a lull in this episode where I think they could have done something to either add to the mystery factor or something like that. But yeah, why was there not more of a phase storyline? That's such a yeah, great I, w- I think they could have filled that time with a lot more Faye and a lot less of the Jed and Ed pretending to be related. Yeah. I just thought the face story is interesting and it really is a great opportunity to show you the inner workings of the cult, which we don't really get to see a lot of in this episode. In fact, when they show you that Faye is there in the beginning of the episode, it's kind of a disconnect because it's just out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like kind of a cool reveal and you're like, oh, she Mm -hmm. must be like undercover. And then you're like, oh shit, no, she's really in this goddamn cult. But I even had the thought of, because Faye looks a little bit different because she's all culted out, I almost mm-hmm. had the thought of, is this a flashback and she used to be in mm. this cult or something in that like gray period of her sure. life that we don't know about? It had me confused a little bit. Of course, they clear that up pretty quickly, but the yeah. first sighting of Faye, I was like, oh, huh, what are they doing here? Which is, I think, a plus for this episode because it does make you ask a lot of questions that's going on. Even if you, from the beginning, are like, okay, something's up with this Londis guy, you don't figure it out really, I think until later in the episode what's going on i even even think i still don't totally have it figured out i get that it's so the kid that was in the accident Mm -hmm. how did we get from kid in accident (laughs) who his like dreams are are made the i don't i get lost to the side well he's a hacker zach when you're a hacker you can pretty much do any sort of zany thing to the huge cult what's the organization well the hacker man uh-huh. Did the hackers? To I want you to answer that. me seriously because I feel like <laughs> I am answering you, you seriously. Okay. You uh, got maybe your my sexy silly voice, voice, but my serious trousers are firmly <laughs> around my ankles, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't understand the science behind him being in a coma, but I think because he's hooked up to some machine to maybe let him experience dreams, like maybe he's actually hooked up to one of those gaming things that he was able to hack uh-huh. the whole system. Yeah. But or I like don't know the, how he was then able the same to engineer thing that the gaming system has. Yeah. Yeah. But then it seemed like he was distributing the gaming system. So I don't know if he was just like emailing someone be like, hey, make these. I promise I'll pay you. You'll make your money back. He's like Nigerian princing people or something. I don't know. I feel like we need a behind the scenes. I think this episode director's would have commentary. been a lot better if it was a two-parter. Yeah, like, that'd a be lot cool. better. I think there's a lot of stuff we don't know. I think it would have done a lot better to flesh out that character that's in the coma a little bit more so we kind of yeah. see his motivation and also like literally what he's what he's doing, how it's gotten to the big how he gained the influence that he has. Yeah, and there's definitely more like than 20 minutes worth of, of story yeah. packed into this episode that we don't we just don't get because there's other things happening. But I really wanted more of Faye's stuff there. I want more about how did Londis come to be. Half of the episode could have been a Faye jailbreak from the cult kind of thing. Yeah. Although what they're really trying to do is get the bounty for the doctor who's running the mm-hmm. whole thing. I don't know. I feel like it, it didn't quite give me everything that I wanted, even though it was good. I didn't mind what it gave yeah. me. It just it, one of the biggest problems with Cowboy Bebop isn't really a problem. It's really a good thing is that most episodes leave me having wanted a little bit more than what I got because yeah. of all the cool concepts they introduced so quickly as if they're nothing. Yeah. I do want to talk briefly, Zach. Yeah. There's only a couple important things I wrote down. One that we talked about, we both liked the song that was playing when Ed was like searching online. That was a cool Yeah, it was ditty. fun. The piano. But I want to talk about cult culture in Japan. So... Japan, when it comes to religions, is largely either Buddhist, 
There's some Christianity, but not like a ton. A lot of like traditional, not a huge religion and things like that. Yeah. Well, a very spiritual country, but religion is is a little bit different. You know, they don't normally go to like church every week or something like that. Um, But there's a large, large cult presence in Japan, especially in the 90s. And I want to talk specifically about uh, Shoko Asahara, who was the leader of this doomsday cult called Aum Shrinko, which means like ultimate truth or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was pretty infamous in Japan, and I think is the reason why a lot of anime from around this time and even today have cult storylines because they kind of orchestrated this like gas attack in Tokyo that was like a pretty big thing like mm-hmm. I think I've heard something about that. like that died mm-hmm. yeah and they ended up executing the head of the cult and things like that but there are over like 2,000 or something recognized cults in Japan that people join because you know they're looking for something a lot of them are like ultimate truth or peace or like that kind of vibe or even just like in. some people it's a comfort yeah to go to a person that's like we will handle all of your finances we will handle everything yeah all you have to do is exist in this commune of people that will help you get take and make everything that you need to survive mm-hmm. i think it's easy to be just like how well in in some regards that can be what religion is for people yeah it can, it's absolutely. just a, it's a way comfort. to it's a way to sign a bunch of checks, you know what I mean? So, like, a lot of mm-hmm. questions that you ask in your head, you can just kind of be like, okay, well, this is it. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. The, uh, cold There's something that... nice about having an answer to a mm-hmm. question that is pretty daunting. And I think, And a cult can be that to an extreme. Oh, yeah. Not just Especially an answer when it's... to a question, but, like, an answer to existing without having to, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think that there's something almost, like, the idea behind some of them is not bad at all. It's a group of people who want to be at peace and calm, and a lot of the Japanese cults at least are rooted in a lot of Buddhist beliefs and things like that, and not it all It all comes down to the guy who's running it. Yeah, Usually. right? Is he banging all the people and having a bunch of babies with them, or is he investing in Bitcoin and... Banging yeah. them and having a bunch of babies. It just depends, you know? You never know. That's really interesting. And to take it back into mm-hmm. the episode, that was when we started the episode, one of the first things Lily said was this was going on a lot at the time. So this is kind of yeah. commenting on a pretty well-known issue of that time period. How do you think the episode does? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's like, it's a, it's in the future, but it's kind of reflecting something yeah. that's happening in the present at the time. How do you think the episode does? Do you yeah. think they, they make any good Well, points? and I think it, it does a pretty good job because these things grow very rapidly. Mm-hmm. And when they do, they don't necessarily receive a lot of negative attention. It's like a lot of people are joining this movement. It's a lot of positivity. But then when something bad starts happening in it, then the news turns to, oh, this is a bad thing. People are killing themselves because of this. Um, I also think it's a one of the earlier, not the first, but one of the earlier, like, That's put yourself point. in a video game type things, which now is very, very popular in anime as, like, a trope, especially, like, mid-2010s time. Yeah. There were a bunch of anime that were, put your consciousness in a video game, then you get stuck in that the video game. Oh, no. Jimmy Neutron, where they go into the Ultra Lord and Llama video games. Yeah. Yep. And this was kind of pushing the earlier themes of that like i said not the very first thing to have that but one of the earlier times of putting your consciousness in a video game and getting stuck in there without your knowledge i think it's a pretty creative physical device to get people you know you have all these sure. kids buying video games then transferring their consciousness because they're just clicking yeah 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 i'll do it i think we'll see some of that in our lifetimes not in so nefarious yeah. but i think we'll Hopefully. see a lot more of consciousness and and online existence mending even yeah. more 
I like the point that you made about, I think the episode reflects it well, how it, near the beginning of the episode, Jet's like, well, this has been a problem for a long time, but now that a bunch of people are starting to kill themselves, now the police are paying attention to yeah, it. Yeah, now they Now care. they're starting to do something about it. I think th- that moment and also the moment near the end of the episode where, uh, what's the doctor? Londis. Londis. That Londis is giving his speech about how it's all fake and it's mm-hmm. all just taking advantage of the need that people have and and filling that need for people. I think that pretty plainly puts what Cowboy Bebop, the show's stance is on cults yeah. and maybe religion to an extent too. I think they do a good job of keeping the sci-fi future world of their show while also putting a couple quote-unquote truth bombs into it about the real world. Yeah, absolutely. That hold really true today, especially you know in the landscape that we're in with the fear-based media and things like that like we're you know we're all very Mm -hmm. impressionable from what we have most of our intake from i think is a as we live in a society uh, there's so much information and it's a great thing and it's a dangerous thing because it gets harder and harder to be able to decipher real from false because the line is blurry no matter Mm -hmm. how hard you're trying to trying to hear the right it's really easy to read something and be like oh wow i guess this happened and then no that yeah. wasn't true at all and you are <laughs> like tirade about how this means i don't know it's it's weird time no totally that happens a lot of time like if i see a convincing video where someone's saying something happened like okay lee michelle can't read i'm in <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time it's a blessing because in moments like oh around the election when a lo- like i'm thinking of when people were protesting at the white house or something and they got tear gas yeah being in the information world we live in now makes it to where we can see okay those thousands of people that were out there hundreds or thousands of them had their phone out recording it doesn't matter what yeah. the official answer is of they peacefully deployed tactics because it got violent we can like see no we saw people. videos yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, this was interesting. I wish we had gotten to spend a little bit more time on the episode. So before we go, is there anything as we dive into the last three episodes that we need to remember from this episode? Specifically, uh, how are you feeling as we're getting closer to the end of the OG show? I'm really excited, yeah. Zach. I, you know, we've talked before about how this show ends with a bang and is really, really regarded as one of the best finales of not just an anime but just of any show it's pretty high up there on a lot of lists but i think this whole last three episode run in a show that doesn't normally tie up its loose ends this show ties up its loose ends which is really impressive and i think done in a very memorable way so i'm excited to jump into it before we do jump into it let's talk about our captain of the bebop for this week for brain scratch all right i'd like to go first sure go ahead i want to give and this is maybe not the first time giving to this person or this this being but i'm gonna give it to ein ein out here not only saving jet from getting his mind stolen but also as much as is ed was getting the credit for the beeps and the boops when Ayn was in the game ed wasn't typing shit that was ein going through the menus doing the things you know so genius that's a good point killing it yeah so props to ein this week who's sometimes forgotten is only a hungry dog, but Ayn was a true hero and lived up to his title as the world's smartest dog today. 
I don't have a lot to say about my choice, but I'm going to go with Jet in this episode. I think it's a pretty mm-hmm. good Jet leads the adventure episode without yeah. being a backstory episode. I like how interested he is in the issue and and how no one's really listening to him about it, so he kind of goes on his own path with mm-hmm. Ed. I, I say Ed is a runner-up. I think Ed has a really yeah, strong Ed's episode great this as well. Week too. But Jet, that costume that he wears when he's pretending to be Ed's dad... Good stuff. It was great. Good look. I love that Jet's not afraid of a costume. We got Sonar Jet last Mm -hmm. time. You know, he's he's not afraid to. He's not exactly the gruff, stoic guy that he kind of appears to be that we thought. He's got a silly side, just like the rest of them do. And him pretending Ed was his daughter was really cute. Yeah. Well, anything you want to say to the people before we uh, send them back off into space until next time? The body is a construct. Send us your money, send us your hearts, and we'll send you enlightenment. And while you're at it, send us your bones. If you're not going to need your body, you're definitely not going to need those Definitely bones. don't need your bones. Send Put them in a the box. Bones. Send them to us. Grind them up pics in an first. envelope. Send them full in a box. Let our dogs I will not open any crystal. bones I did not receive a photograph of first. Wrap the box in wrapping paper made of printed photos of the bones so I know what I'm getting. Yeah, document the bones gotta document your bones well that's it we'll see you all next week it's been a lot of fun and now we go off into that sweet nothingness of space (laughs) thanks for listening support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast we're starting at five dollars a month you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!